Hi guys, welcome back to the Content Creator Podcast, the podcast to help creators create, to help people grow their business, grow their brands, and grow their audience on social media uh, and through content marketing. And today is an interesting one because uh, we have Mr. Tom Hitch on the podcast, and Tom actually reached out to me uh, off the back of uh, the Jack Gaysford podcast um, to say that he would actually love to come on and uh, chat with me about all things content and social media and content creation actually we touched on uh, that quite a bit in terms of um you know the the entry level of of which is very low um to create content purely from your phone and uh, make sure that it is still quality content at the same time so really hope you enjoy this episode if you do make sure you like comment share subscribe to the podcast check out our previous episodes and make sure you stay tuned for all those episodes coming up but in the meantime really hope you enjoy this one so to repeat the conversation that we've just had yeah <laughs> before this started how are we doing mate you all right <laughs> yeah all good all good i mean not to go into the same levels that we've just had but yeah things are good if things are yeah. getting back to normal, but, uh, yeah been a been an interesting one so uh so yes ladies and gentlemen this is uh mr tom hitch and uh because uh tom we only connected was it last week or the week before um, I think it was before, wasn't it? Yeah, new, but not new, very new connection though. A new yeah. connection. Um, you're gonna you're gonna introduce yourself, and I'm gonna know just as much about you uh, as uh, as the one listener at home as well. So uh, I'll let you uh, I'll let you kick straight off, uh, yeah. and uh, yeah, tell us a bit about you. Yeah, so I mean, obviously we've we've got my name down, Tom Hitch. That's <laughs> the the easy bit for me to answer. Um, yeah, so I work for a company called Morgan Lovell. Uh, I work as the digital content manager and. That essentially means looking after video production, case studies, and other various um, content. And yeah, I've been doing that for for a while now. Work for uh, it's basically a, a commercial design and build, so it's a, a particularly interesting time. So office design, office interiors, and that landscape um, is obviously pretty turbulent. So yeah, that's really where I've been kind of promoting my stuff for LinkedIn. It's just kind of giving me a good platform to do that, but. Um, I don't have any answers as to where it's going, but I'm able to make stuff and make it sound interesting. So that's kind of my specialty, my specialty at the moment. Love it. I love it. So what about um, the, the business itself? How long has that been going? How long you've been there? Uh, well, that sort of stuff. this is where I should be paying attention on my induction date. But <laughs> I think for about 35, 40 years, it's part of a, a big oh, PLC wow, okay. called uh, Morgan Sindel, which you may have heard of. They work all across the country. Uh, I joined there last December um, and, you know, it's obviously been a year, nearly a year, um, but I think I probably only spent a cumulative about four months in the actual office. So it's been a particularly wow. weird time, but, um, you know, as I was saying before, it's been good for me in terms of content because I don't, you know, I don't actually need an office um, to do yeah. what I do. So yeah, about a year I've been, I've been there now interesting good stuff good stuff so in terms of the 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 content that you're actually putting together for anybody um that that is yet to connect with you and see your stuff um what type of content is it that you uh, that you make and if uh, there is any particular uh reason as to why you've, you've gone down a certain route that you have yeah i mean i was thinking about this before and it's actually a really hard one to answer because i think i'm in a very unique position where i'm not I'm not really trying to like drive leads with my content. Um, my content kind of supports the 
the parent brand or for Morgan Lovell's actual content channel. So a lot of the stuff that I put out might be videos that we've worked on as, the, as a business or, you know, case studies and photos and, and information in general. You know, I might have designed it, but, you know, it's very much from their stuff. Um, and then there's my stuff, which, to be honest with you, it, I just have the freedom to kind of play with experimenting with content, sharing my findings. You know, I've only really, I would say, been using it properly for like the last eight months, like since the start of the year, you know, sure. I used to like share stuff on LinkedIn and think, oh, I'm absolutely smashing LinkedIn. Like, <laughs> yeah, like my free share of a post, but yeah, not actually putting things on there and trying to cultivate a channel. Um, yeah, about, about eight months or so, but yeah, it's, you know, it varies, you know, I've, I've tried to be really diverse. And I guess that comes with a lot of testing. Um, you know, I've got, I'd say anything from photos to, to gifts, you know, I have, well, I say I have a vlog. We were running a vlog during lockdown that was going out through my LinkedIn. Um, I occasionally will just put out vlogs if interesting things are happening. Um, audio pieces as well, um, just to kind of share sound bites and insights. So I try and put different content into different formats so that it's not always videos or it's not always yeah. GIF. You know, just to try and keep it different. I think that's probably being really a lucky thing for me is that I've been able to test that out and see what information works in, in different types of content. Yeah. I love that. I've got a, I've got a question on the, uh, on the, the back of that one. Then I, um, uh, in a very roundabout way, it took us a, a long time to get the question, but I also asked Jack Gase for this one on the, on the last one. And I think it's a weird one. I think one that probably, uh, a lot of people struggle with. I struggle with, uh, you have an idea. This isn't on your list. So you're going to have to be, um, you're going to have to think, yeah, think on your feet with this one. You have an idea, you have a message or a story or whatever it is that you want to get out there. Where do you make the decision of, uh, I you know, do a LinkedIn article, I write a blog, I uh, create a video to, 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 to vlog something perhaps, or just do a piece to camera, mm. deciding on what kind of content, let alone the platform, but just deciding on what kind of content, do you have any kind of uh, way that you approach that? So without this sounding like, a bottle job answer. <laughs> I, I, I try and actually think about the, the way it's going out before I really like develop an idea. So like I said before, I know that if I'm going to produce a carousel or a scroller, I know that's a good way of sharing bulleted information. So, you know, research results or, an, or a how to, if we're going to go into an audio piece, I know that that's where I would share my own thoughts and reflections and ideas on things. Um, images, you know, always a quick win to do that. I think really again, I kind of come back to the whole being able to test stuff, you know, is there's been times where I've put stuff out and go, that was actually the wrong way of doing that. So I think really yeah. a lot of the ideas I will kind of, I mean, to be fair, I'm pretty, I'm pretty, that's probably like one of my weakest things is strategically I'm pants. I'm terrible, but I will have a list of ideas and think, okay, well actually that could lend itself to that. Okay. How would I then adapt that idea into a video or into whatever it needs to be? So it's not it's not quick it's not a quick process i think some people kind of see stuff come out and think oh yeah that didn't take very long um or that must have been really easy but i think you just yeah. kind of have to have to know the platform i mean I, i'm lucky well i say lucky you know i only really focus on linkedin so i kind of have a good grasp of what what works or what yeah. how i want to share stuff so yeah i mean that's basically a way of talking a lot and not really giving you much information but um it's <laughs> kind of an answer in the sense uh, that i have a predisposed idea of what information sits within what types of content what formats yeah that, that that's an interesting one because i think i've always i've tried a few different approaches of um of, of exactly that of, of having certain types of content that i know will work for a particular like you say theme or message or or whatever it might be 
Um, I've always been interested in, in the way that people approach things. You know, you look at the likes of, I've mentioned a, m- a million times on the live stream that I did this morning, but Gary V, um, or, you know, any kind of big creator on, on, on any platform really mm-hmm. creates the content for the platform first. Yeah. Do, do you know what yeah. I mean? So I think it's a, it's a difficult one that I think a lot of people can overthink, but um, I found that interesting. You said strategy is, is, is one of your weaker points, but mm-hmm. I think me looking at your content, even just from, from how much I've, they're naturally seen in, in feeds and things from even connecting as little as two weeks ago. The strategy is, is probably the best one of just have an idea and post it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? As opposed to, to, to overthinking it to the point it cripples you to then not post anything. So I think that was a, that was something I, I, I really sort of challenged or tackled like early on, you know, I, when I first started this, I remember doing a, uh, similar not really it wasn't really a podcast you know we just filmed a discussion you know just yeah. wanted to call it a podcast so it sounded good but <laughs> we um we talked about content strategy i remember sitting on that call thinking what am i doing talking about this like i haven't got a clue like i've posted like 10 things on linkedin and i'm trying to sit here and talk about content strategy and actually i think you kind of some to be fair it's not something i really focus on so it's actually it's probably not as weak as i think it is i just you know have this idea of uh, i'm not really that strategic but obviously yeah I'm thinking about what's going out. I'm thinking about what I'm trying to do in terms of my own personal brand so that people are aware of what I talk about or why they would follow me or what they would, they would listen to what I'm saying. So yeah, I think there is obviously a, a level of strategy, but I guess, you know, people are always looking to improve their stuff. And I think that's kind of, kind of it with content. I mean, this is, I don't know whether this is a good time to instill this story or not. There's something that I'm, <laughs> Go for I'm trying to work. I'm trying to work on at the moment to try and refine it so obviously there's lots of like ideas about how i don't know content or marketing are like other things you know like they have like the metaphors like the whole like put the fuel in the car and that sort of boring stuff right so i was trying to think of a more te- not i wasn't purposely trying to think of a tenuous one but i was having my hair cut the other day and you know i came up with the idea that content marketing and content strategy is like a haircut and that sounds bizarre and weird and Perhaps people think it is too tenuous, but kind of on the whole idea of if you sat in a barber's chair and they shave a little bit off the side of your hair, you know, I get short sides. If I walked out after the first 20 minutes, I would look like an absolute moron. It would look terrible and it would be a bad haircut. And the same if I walked out 40 minutes later, it still wouldn't be finished, wouldn't be ready. Um, and similarly to content, if you dip out before you've really kind of got under the skin of it, it it's not going to work. You know, you have to kind of commit to doing it and it's a long process. And, and equally, once your haircut's finished, you know, you go back three weeks, six months, whatever it is later, you keep going back. Like it's a constantly running thing. So I think that's one thing again, regardless of whether this is a question or not, that I'm going to just say, um, is that content's never really done. You know, it's, ne- it's never really yeah. finished. And I think that was something I was really, when I first began, you know, I just kind of landed on my feet with this is I used to just think, Oh yeah, how do I do that? How, what is content strategy and how do you do it? Um, how do you do content? Like who would ask that question? Like, that's it's not as simple as that you know it's not as black and white and i think that's one thing that i've definitely learned through trying lots of different stuff is that it's just never finished so it's almost you know coming back to the whole like you just have to you just have to really commit to it isn't it it's just a really long game of of learning how to do things and then just keep doing them um yeah sometimes you know obviously you get rewards from them but you're, you're not really chasing that. I think you almost come a little bit obsessed, a little bit addicted to just posting and thinking of the next thing. Yeah, I love that, actually. I was, I was a bit unsure of where you were going to go with the analogy of a haircut, but it actually <laughs> does make, but it does make, honestly, it does, it makes perfect, perfect sense. And I think, 
Um, in terms of, uh, you, I mean, I worked, I'm sure I've mentioned it on the last, uh, the last couple of episodes and definitely documented it well enough on LinkedIn, but I was made redundant uh, along with half a market and department um, at a big, a big motor company. And it was, it was exactly that, you know, the, the under or not having the understanding that content is never finished. Content's never a, a, a binary one and zero. We do content or we don't. Um, yeah. Well, that kind of is, but you know, we, or, or we, it, it works or it doesn't. It, it was always the approach. Well, Mark Lennon isn't working for us. Uh, uh, and you know, we were, we were going back, you know, even as little as two months in going, well, there's not really a massive amount that we would be able to do in two months. Um, and, uh, and, and yeah, so, so it's a, it is really an interesting one. I think trying to instill the, the, the patience into, um, whether it's ourselves, whether it's clients, whether it's a business that you're working for or, or whoever it is. Um, yeah, I think that the patience and the ability to, to wait it out is a bit of a, a bit yeah. of a tough one, a bit of a, a bit of a rare one to, to, to find, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it is a, it's a massive long game, you know, don't get me wrong. There are people that are exceptional at converting and just delivering like solid video after solid video. But if you think about it, a lot of those people have gone through this process, like to get to where I am now, like eight months yeah. ago, would never have just been able to go straight into that. So it does just require an investment of time. And I think, you know, whether you're talking about clients or businesses that like you just mentioned is the, the the people that run these companies or are in these positions tend to be, you know, from a slightly different viewpoint or a different yeah. school of thought or generation. Yeah. And it's just not something that they really get. You know, if, if something happens, if there's an ROI, or sorry, if there's a spend, there's an ROI. And I think that sometimes it isn't as cut and dry as that as much as I would love yeah. it to be is to go, you oh, know, if we do this, I can guarantee you that. But, you know, if you don't have the right channel, you haven't built it properly, or, you know, people don't like what you're saying, it's, it is yeah. a very, it's a very, um, difficult game to, to just get straight away you do have to kind of play around with it and it, it just takes time a hundred percent a hundred percent so with that then uh we'll move we'll move back on to the the questions yeah, that sorry, i had yeah, sent I you in ever no 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 I it's, it's it's my bad because really I, I hear something and then I, I like to go off on a little uh, a little <laughs> rant or uh, or go uh, uh go off track but with, with all of that said what is the process then from you having uh an an idea for a piece of content to publishing that final video so we've already talked about obviously different themes mm. maybe have different ways uh, sure. in, in in the forms of content that they sit but um maybe a bit then a chance to to talk about a, a slight edit and workflow or, or, and things like that yeah well. so this is an interesting one because i wouldn't even class myself as an editor you know there's gonna be people that watch this or see this or other people that are on this that are exceptionally skilled at editing and have got a very good knowledge of whatever tool they use i mean we obviously had this little bit of banter before about uh, <laughs> pro versus final cut and i use premiere pro and just have done because that's what i've always had um and yeah there are times where it does throw a complete hissy fit and i hate it um but it's just what i know so um yeah I, and i shoot everything on my phone as well which also puts me into a, a category of person i guess versus yes. uh, some of the producers that you'll have. <laughs> i think um i used to be massively against phone footage, phone photography. I mean, again, like in what I do, I've always spent a lot of money on production, spent a lot of money on photographers to make sure that everything looks right. And I think in certain scenarios, you know, if I turned out a, a photo of a client office with my phone, obviously it's going to look terrible and it's not going to do the job. But I think yeah. whether it's lockdown or whether it's just the way that social platforms and everyone always having a phone in their hand is kind of gone. Um, I think content, you know, phone content now does have a place. You know, it's still, it, it actually works and people do engage with it. And, yeah, you know, there's some things I like and some things I don't like in terms of stuff that I see with phone content. But, you know, I literally can film or I will film videos on my phone. 
and then I'll just dump them onto my laptop and I'll put them into into pro and and go through that and just do a very very simple edit of you know yeah. work through the story cut out trim the stuff that I know that I don't want if there's yeah. like you know I will, I will go and get you know b-roll as well so I'll make sure that I shoot that because I think that kind of helps massively with producing yeah. you know lower production video but you can still make it look good by making sure that you've done you know some of the the work that a proper production 100%. would do. And I think that's, that's really helped. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, what, do you know what, okay. So this is another really interesting story, just sort of, sort of related to the question <laughs> is um, when I was, when I was building them out, I never used to have, like, I'm talking more about the vlogs and stuff that I, yeah. that I started to shoot is I never used to have music in them. And I was like, okay, music is, you know, pretty much a prerequisite for good video. And I was just being super cautious about not getting in trouble with uh, the copyright police yes. and upsetting one. And okay, so I had this, I found a track on um, YouTube and I'm sure people would have heard of it. And it's by this guy called Context. It's a song called Buddha. It's an absolute tune. It's perfect vlogs. It's great. Right, yeah. So I was like, I want to use this, but I don't want to piss this guy off. So unbelievable amounts of due diligence. I actually found him on Twitter and messaged him. And I was like, wow. can I use your music on Twitter? Like on Twitter, on LinkedIn. Yeah. And he was like, if it's not on YouTube, I don't care. You can just use it. So I was like, okay, great. So that was that. Um, and I think what I found is that, A, no one really cares. And if you get in trouble, you get in trouble and you just take it down. You, you don't do it again. But um, equally, I think a lot of it is around the monetization. So, you know, if you're doing a big production and you're, you know, blasting it out and you're paying for ads and it's going to lots and lots of people, then... I think it's a slightly different usage. So music yeah. on that front, that was something else that I, I started to add in. So I, I will just take royalty free, free music from, from YouTube. Now, whether or not that's meant to happen or not, or if it's, you know, frowned upon, that is kind of what I do. It's because exactly the thing is, what I, I do. It is exactly yeah, what I, I can't, do. <laughs> you know, I can't afford to pay for a licensing fee just to turn out a two minute vlog on, on LinkedIn that like yeah. a couple of, maybe if I'm lucky, like 2000 people will watch. So yeah. Yeah, that, that was a big thing is actually just going and finding music and that really helped elevate the production quality. So even though you know, this is where I loop it back in to make it a relevant point, yeah. is that shooting on your phone doesn't mean that you can't make you know, good video that people can actually enjoy. So yeah, music, taking B-roll. Um, and yeah, you know, obviously I understand how to build a story and if there's people talking in it, I understand the basis of how to like level their sound or make sure that it's not a complete blunt cut and I can kind of fade it out so that it's not you know horrendous but equally yeah. again with with phone footage I think people have now become kind of almost like blind to certain cuts I almost expect to see heavily edited video and I'm I'm not one that loves chopping in and out if I like unnecessarily but equally you know it's I think it's just the way that it goes and you know it's not to to say that high production is is a bad thing because absolutely, you know, I'd love my stuff to be more professional and it's something I'm trying to work on at the moment. But I think for, for LinkedIn content, particularly, you know, you get a huge amount more flexibility if you can use your phone and produce something from that. I mean, to be honest, I could probably edit a video in iMovie on my phone. Yeah. Okay. Fine. It's going to be pretty basic, but you can still produce content. I think weirdly, I seem to be like trying to just champion the, the creation of content now and people yeah. putting things out um and i think there are ways of doing it without being a specialist editor or being really talented at those, those programs so um yeah it's, it's honestly a very simple process of cutting cutting stuff together putting in um like b-roll over cuts of audio if i've had to take out interviews or whatever yeah um and i'll just put it in a h.264 format and then i'm out 
and it's really it. It's uh, very simple. Very. I'm sure if, if people saw like actual like proper editors saw my timeline and editing, they'd be like, "Mate, you haven't got a clue what you're doing." <laughs> but, yeah, look at the final piece. It's all exactly exactly. So um, yeah, I'm I'm not you know I'm not shy of saying you know I've really I'm very much self-taught. Um, I have I work with an agency like a big production agency who have kind of helped me with more technical questions. Um, but yeah, just having to like look at like you have to Google stuff. There's so much on YouTube. Um, if you really actually want to spend time learning it, um, I learned what variable frame rate was the other day because that gave me a lovely, um, yeah. lovely setback on a video where I yeah. just think that just really upset me. So yeah, you just have to you just have to work on it, don't you? You just have to learn stuff how to do it. I mean, otherwise you ship it out and you pay you pay money for editing, which yeah, you know, again isn't going to be an option for everyone. So yeah, kind of very much like self-taught, rough and ready. Um, phone content creator and you know that's that's absolutely fine with me yeah i, I love that as well i think uh, i'll i'll skip uh, one of the questions you had well one of them was was pros and cons of uh, of of filming on your phone i think you've covered them definitely yeah. but um in terms of key tips which you have already touched on there obviously audio is a, is a massive thing that i think um there was a a, a very good uh, video actually that i saw on um uh instagram yesterday i think uh, this week anyways um by the guy who runs um a, a platform called splashio which is a, a subtitling service but he was talking about the hygiene factor in videos or the ha- the hygiene theory um right. I, 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 but he's basically saying people are, people watch content and you notice um when something isn't there as opposed to when it is so if the audio is bad and and you know, listening to this podcast, if the audio was horrendous, people would notice. If it was good, they wouldn't yeah. because it, it, they come to expect it. And the example that he used is going into someone's um, house. If it's, you go into someone's house when it's dirty, you'd notice mm-hmm. when there's, you know, stuff yeah. on the floor or you, you notice that. You go into someone's a clean house, you don't, you don't notice anything. Um, so yeah. I kind of think that, I think it, 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 to yeah, pull it back to video, it's very much the, the same kind of thing. You don't necessarily notice when I've watched your content, um, for the reasons that we're about to touch on with uh, with titles and a little bit of production, that side of things, you don't necessarily even notice or sit there and say, oh, he's filmed that on his phone. I know mm-hmm. that it is because it was one of the first things that we, we talked about, yeah. but yeah. You, you just wouldn't, no matter who you are watching it, you wouldn't, you wouldn't really think that. So, so with that to, to loop it around in terms of the banners and making things mm-hmm. look, uh, look, look fancy that way, you know, titles, I think Jack Gaze had summed it up perfectly actually. Um, uh, on the on the last episode, talking about titles and the research that he does, which blew my mind to think you go to this extent for the the title above a video. But um, talking about the phrasing, you know, keywords that people are searching into Google, he goes very very in depth with uh, with that. Uh, but uh, but anyways, yeah. So, um, what what tips do you think you have in terms of in terms of those kind of things? The banners, the top and tails, the subtitles, obviously, sure. always an important one. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, kind of in a sort of similar respect, I think um, thumbnails, thumbnails on videos like are massively, massively helpful. Um, yeah. It's something that, again, I picked up from other LinkedIn creators and just kind of, I mean, obviously YouTube is, that's a big, big part of YouTube yeah, is having yeah, a yeah. sick thumbnail. Um, but there's a lot that goes into those things to make sure that it's kind of interesting and kind of captivates people's interest. And it used to be something mental, like you couldn't, because so now on, on LinkedIn, you can upload a separate, um, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but you used to have to put it in like the first, first one, frame. Of your video, which was just like, it was so weird that you had to do that anyway. So now it's yeah. not annoying. Um, you can kind of 
I feel like they're encouraging you to spend time to make that a part yes. of your video. Now, you know, there's there's some videos, I mean, vlogs, I will always use it on just to make sure that that is maximized and some that yeah. I you know, necessarily do it on. But I think thumbnails and getting people to kind of get an idea of a video from just from the scrolls, obviously it's, you know, LinkedIn particularly is just so competitive now. Um, yeah. You have to do everything you can to get your video in front of people to kind of capture attention. Um, but yeah, do you know, again, again, I don't feel like it's particularly complicated, but you know, just, I try and, I do try and make them not serious and I do try and make them like a little bit funny here and there. So again, yeah. just like little sound effects, like, you know, the, the beat cut, I think I've used the grasshopper sounds a few times yeah. and just trying to find things that will elevate your video, make them like a little bit different. Um, yeah, sure. If you're putting like name tags and stuff on so much stuff is like preset. And again, you go back to what we just touched on in audio, you know, you actually look at the preset effects of vocal enhancer and all things like that, which will help the quality improve. You know, it's, it's not just a case of, okay, take phone footage and dump it in premiere and, and turn yeah. that video. There yeah. are things that come into it. And I think anything you can do to improve production and improve quality again, particularly if you're, if you're just going to use your phone, it is just really important. Um, so yeah, I think thumbnails for me are are big, and I have I, I remember particularly when we first had the vlog a couple of months ago. I think we got to like 30, 12 or thirteen episodes, which was pretty good. But I spent a lot of time trying to get better at producing thumbnails and, and making sure that they looked right. And I think that that kind of helped. So just bringing that into LinkedIn was a platform that only a few people, I guess, thumbnail their videos yeah. properly. So yeah, that definitely helps. Yeah, I'm in the category that um, that do not thumb, thumbnail their videos. Probably, uh, probably I'm one of them mainly because my design skills are absolute zero. Yeah. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I actually touched on this on the live stream, uh, particularly for YouTube, where um, one of the guys had asked about um, asked about thumbnails. And I think actually one of the important things when you look at the likes of Joe Rogan, I always tend to use him as a as a, a great example because you watch one episode, you watch one little micro clip, and he just absolutely dominates your YouTube feed from there on out. Um, and his thumbnails, when you look at them, they're very, very templated. You have Joe Rogan on the left-hand side, you have the, the guest on the right, and then you have a little image in the middle. And then that's, that's it. That's the, the thumbnail. It's not necessarily always the case. I don't think of going above and beyond and, and these ridiculously crazy designs, yeah. um, which is what I think a lot of people tend to, to do. Um, but but actually keeping it probably consistent in terms of like trying to think of it along a branding kind of level as well, if you know what I mean. Um, but uh, yeah, so thumbnails is actually on my uh, my very long list of, of ways to improve content and improve videos and yeah. things like that. But uh, definitely a weakness that I think I need to improve on. But there's a lot of hacks and a lot of, you know, well, five minutes on YouTube, I would probably be able to turn out a thumbnail a lot better than what I, uh, what I, what I do currently. There's so much, uh, so many resources out there, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. I think, yeah, it's definitely worth investing that time in that. I think and another thing as well, actually just kind of prompted me then was um, just subtitling and captioning your videos. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do, I'm one of the potential few that do it manually. And there are times where I'm like, what am I doing? I but, used to do it manually. And then yeah, so do you use Rev or what do you use? Yeah, I use, I use Rev. So I used to do it manually and I actually done it. I actually made a video about me subtitling videos, how, how to subtitle videos yeah. and in that video yeah. i talked about how i do it manually and then mm. i got to the end of um of, a, of another kind of podcast where i chopped out like 20 you know 20 or so different clips subtitled them all manually and literally yeah. i was on it for like three days straight whereas i know that if i had to put it into rev 
for all that it you know there might have been about 40 minutes worth of footage there but i would have it would have cost about 40 well 60 dollars to, yeah. to, to rev and and it would and they all would have been back in a matter of hours um and rev now has this is going to sound like a total um prom promo for rev but they've now got a burn it in feature so you don't even right. have to download and upload the srt file separately which you previously really... had to to do so you can mm -hmm. you can um i think it costs like an extra one dollar a minute or something like that but once you've once you're you know you go in you edit the subtitles make sure that you're happy with everything and then you literally click download and then about five minutes later it will email you with the video that you download and it's got them already burnt in so that's what i'm using at the minute that's my workflow and i, I recommend that to to anybody uh, and it is the only way that i will offer subtitles to clients um yeah. highly recommend other, it there are other subtitling uh, services available not just very rest, true but very true but i haven't are. found one that's as good so <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um but no i i still do it manually i mean typically you know i'm only working on like a couple of minutes yes um, a video at a time you know i'm not uh, an agency and i'm not producing videos for handfuls of clients and stuff like so i get it like i get the rev stuff um i just for essentially i see a lot of my content as kind of personal use anyway so i just feel like for an hour or an hour and a half of just going through it, it's, yeah. I know that it's going to be right. I can kind of control the pace of it. And I, that's how I justify it to myself, even though it's yeah. like bang off to rip. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah. Regardless of how you do it, you know, whether you want to do it manually and you know, it does take patience or whether you want to send it out, having that is, is massively helpful. Not, not least just to kind of get um, LinkedIn on your side and make sure that it's going to enough people. Cause I think I'm, I'm not a huge, um, algorithm like studier or judger yeah. and a lot of it kind of off of feel and experience of what's worked and what hasn't uh, yeah. i do feel that there are certain things that they will penalize you for um versus if you have got it so i think the guys that use like the srt files and the, the caption files separate to actually embedded video i actually feel like they perform better so that would be an argument for for using rev um but yeah anyway whatever you do that's good so thumbnails yeah. caption great do that sorry i I'm glad that this is going to be edited because <laughs> it's not very much is going to be edited to be fair. Cause it's all being, it's all being absolute top stuff. So in terms of, I'm going to go back, uh, one, one of the questions here that I missed out. So you've done a, an amazing post yesterday, which I, uh, I loved and to touch back on the idea of, um, where you were talking about ROI and, and, and analyzing yeah. content and bits and pieces and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So to, to touch back, you made a ma an amazing post yesterday where you said you can only love your content up till the moment you post it, mm -hmm. um, which I thought was uh, which I thought was great. <laughs> so, for the context of uh, of those listening, I'll let you explain a little bit about what that uh, what that clip yeah. was from and what you were talking about there, and maybe what you mean sure. by it. So, I think I think this comes from a place of again, like, I really hate saying this, and I think I've said this in a couple of things. Is it, it is a journey regardless of whether you like saying that and it, it just is you have to progress through stuff and i think when i first put stuff out i used to be so emotionally attached to you know whether it was a video or an audio piece and think oh i love this this is great people have to like it and they if they don't then it's 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 not a success and i think that as you go you just have to get into this behavior of using your content for a bigger goal not just going okay this one post has to get likes and that's what i'm focusing on yeah. um it is this like again going back to the perpetual idea of you just have to keep putting stuff out is that if you become too attached to your posts you will never really kind of see the bigger picture and get to where you want to go and i think it's yeah i, I was definitely one of those people that was very much perfectionist very much you know oh that's not going to go out until it looks absolutely right or you know i don't like the light in that video or whatever it is is it's 
once it's gone, it's gone and you can focus on the next thing. If, if you start looking and, and dissecting every single piece of content before it goes out, you're, you're never going to get anywhere. You'll, you know, you'll never post stuff. You'll never start building that stream of content. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I'm going to move on to quick fire mm. questions. Um, I've got the reason being, I've got nothing more to add to that. And I think you've summed it up absolutely Fair perfectly. Enough. So, uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I love it. I love it. So yeah, moving on to quick fire, uh, questions, which, uh, this, I think, uh, this was the only ones you said you had to have a little bit of a, yeah, do you a, a need quick about. fire answers or can they just be, well, answers? I suppose there can be, I suppose there can be edited quick fire after, after a bit of editing. <laughs> so good point. Good yeah. Point. Um, one, one that I didn't, um, one that I didn't put in there, but it might uh, it might double up as what as so, favorite social platform. But which platform mm. do you think? I suppose LinkedIn's. I suppose it'd be LinkedIn, wouldn't it? But what's the what's the platform that you spend the most time on? And not necessarily favorite, but just that you spend sure. the most time on. It, do you know what? So I don't have Facebook anymore. Uh, got rid oh. of it quite a long time ago. I can't remember how long ago. Maybe two years, three years ago. So don't have Facebook. Um, I, LinkedIn, I would. I would just use, I just use in general because obviously I'm on it a lot and posting a lot. I'm just kind of seeing what's going on. Yeah. Um, so that would be the answer, but just to kind of go into it, I would use Twitter is very much my news platform. So if there's things that have happened or going on, I'll go and see what's trending or, you know, the football transfers, like who's moving where or whatever. There's a yeah. couple of people on there. Everyone knows Fabrizio Romano, people like that. I'll go and find the news from Twitter. Yeah. Um, and then Instagram has now just become my, my funny videos. Uh, channel so <laughs> they're very much i know it's not quick fire but that's very much my, no, no, that's my cool. way of using, using the channels yeah love it so then uh so then with that favorite content creator in so, this, this can be any platform of course this can be yeah, any, anyone sure. in any way so okay so there's there's two answers to this so there's uh on youtube there's a channel called gm golf with a guy called okay. garrett and Mike really like those guys i like golf and they're really good and they've they've smashed it um but then also i'm going to go to uh chris branch and seed to branch marketing i really hope i said that's right that's his company page and um i would say that he was one of the first people i really noticed doing content or creating content on on linkedin and yeah yeah their stuff is very good um always very on point always very interesting so yeah gm golf and um chris branch yeah, I love it. I've probably shared more of um, Cedar Branch's posts than I have created my own. Uh, whenever I see this, so it's always, always awesome. No, especially, especially like the client. Especially the client. Uh, there's always a client expectations versus reality kind of thing on there. Like I love all that sort of stuff. And uh, yeah, and uh, and and Paul Milliken, who was the the first uh, guest on this for the first episode. Um, he'd, he'd mentioned them as well as a, as a, yeah. um, a best well, in general, class. I, I've tried to think of things that were going to be different because there's obviously, there are some great people um, like the Knowltons. I think they're yes. hilarious. Oh, like, those guys are awesome. Yeah, Everyone's going to say people like that. So I didn't want to do that. But honestly, <laughs> the videos that they do with, like, with wigs on, honestly, genius. Love it. Amazing, it's so fun. Isn't it? Amazing. Yeah, I love all their stuff. I love the, po- I haven't actually started listening um to the to the podcast in yeah. full but i've got i've got them lined up um mm-hmm. but yeah all the the micro content that they pull from it and the and the clips yeah. and the sketches really- I, I absolutely love it i love it it's uh yeah awesome stuff um in terms of linkedin because there's a lot mm-hmm. of uh or well, there's a few uh features that are in the pipeline have been given to a few people one of them being linkedin sure. stories 
yeah. in, the, in the UK. I think they've been trialled everywhere else but by the sounds of it. Um, but what mm. features are you most looking forward to slash would you like to see on LinkedIn? Well, they don't necessarily so, have to be uh, in the pipeline. No, I mean, obviously I was going to say stories because I feel like that is a huge thing for LinkedIn. Yeah. I think if you think about LinkedIn of old, and where it is slash is going in the next year or so it, they're two completely different things so i think stories stories will be interesting and i'll make it about me so that it's again an answer i know that other people will say but i'll refer it to me is that i don't so i don't post on any other platforms like i think I, my last post on instagram was about was over a year ago i never tweet i am one of those like little lurkers, weird lurkers. <laughs> i like stuff but i just don't post whereas on, yeah. on obviously i'm, thin, I, I'm I'm all over it. But um, in terms of stories, I'll be interested to see if that's something that I take too well or it's mm. something that I'm less good at. Because obviously, you know, I imagine myself putting a video on, on a, sorry, putting a story on um, Instagram. I literally can't imagine doing it. Whereas on LinkedIn, yeah. I, I guarantee you, I, I would absolutely love it. So I think yeah. that, but yeah, I don't know. I think it's the small stuff as well. Like we talked obviously about how they've put in um, like the thumbnail stuff and all the small tweaks that they've they've changed i think it's just again like making that platform so much more uh, adaptable and so much easier to access in terms of producing content that um i think that whatever whatever's coming i think as long as it keeps to en enhancing people's experience of that yeah. and makes it easy to share content I'm, i mean i'm all for it um yeah. i feel like the poll i mean again the polls thing not really sure how i feel on that but <laughs> i've used, yeah. used it once but i remember when it first came out and it was just people just going should I use polls? Yes, no, don't know. I'm just thinking, yeah, yeah. What, what's, what are we doing? So, um, yeah, yeah. It, stories, obviously, yeah, great. Um, polls, I would actually get rid of, and that's not the question, but that's probably what I would Oh, do. no, 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 no. Now you've made me want a new feature. I'm going to do a room 101. What feature would you get rid of? That's, uh, that's right, going to be it. Yeah. Uh, there we I go. Moving forward, that's happening. Yeah, for some people, I'm sure it works really good, but there's just the ones that you see that come out that aren't asking questions that are just like, what should I have for lunch or something silly? You just can't think. <laughs> this is now bad content. Like You're not doing good stuff anymore. Um, yeah, so exactly. That's, that's, exactly. That's, a, that's a good one, that. Um, oh, I tell you what I would get rid of. The, you know, the, the, the just an immediate ban, either cut profile, actually, or you ban your whole account if you post, double tap and see what happens because that there's oh, nothing more. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, it's just so, oh, so it's so annoying. It is so yeah. annoying. And do you know what's do you know what's even more annoying? I double tap every single time. Yeah, yeah. Every single time. I'm gonna do it just in case. Yeah. Uh, Honestly, yeah, God. I know what you mean. It's, um, <laughs> it just gets you every time, doesn't it? It's it does. Like, it don't does. Know where, don't know where to do. <laughs> exactly. It right. is an absolute. I remember when it first launched, uh, obviously on mobile. And what's even more annoying, actually is that um, I end up being on LinkedIn a little bit more on desktop for, uh, for posting mm. video stuff. And you can't, you, the double tap thing doesn't even work on desktop. So double one, even more annoying. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Absolute nightmare. Um, no, I'm, I'm loving that. That's going to be a new feature, that room, a room 101 of, uh, of social yeah. media. Um, best or favorite piece of content you've seen this week? So I'm not sure if I technically saw it this week, but it's something that I thought was really good. And I held my swear words there. I do normally swear quite a lot in my videos and I just cut it, cut it all out. Anyway, <laughs> um, was the, you might've seen it, the Harley Davidson ad. Uh, yes, yes, I did. Uh, I can't remember it, who it was that had shared it. It wasn't the Harley Davidson yeah, page. Someone looked at it. I, I, no, it I can't remember who it, but awesome. it was, honestly, 
what a video that was. Um, and I feel like that sort of stuff is, that's what I love to see. And, you know, that's, that's something that I know that I can't produce myself and it would take a long time to produce something like that. I just thought it was amazing. I just thought it was really well shot. I thought it was really interesting. Yeah. You know, I don't ride motorbikes and I probably wouldn't, but it still was so, you know, you could almost feel like you yeah. were on Harley in that. And I just thought, I just thought they nailed it. So that is in my, um, my top spot at the moment. I love it. I love it. I'm going to, uh, speaking of stuff seen this week or over the past couple of weeks, have you seen uh, the, the, the whole Chris Williams fiasco? This is, yeah, this is so, again off script, but. Yeah, I, I have. And I don't actually know what happened from, <laughs> from seeing the, the hashtag of Free Willy. I know <laughs> that he's um, a well-loved patron and that he has a huge following and everyone, and everyone is, is a big fan. But I don't actually know what happened. So if you have anything so, to shed so, the light on. I, well, in truth, so I know what's happened. So I think it's basically been a case of people uh, re- re- reporting him or just certain words have been flagged by, by LinkedIn. Uh, but as right. a result, he got banned, as opposed to the post being taken down. He yeah. himself got banned. Um, what's going to be annoying about this is that everybody's already talked about it. I'm then saying it on the podcast. I'm going to then end up editing this in like three months time when it's yeah. when everybody's forgotten about it. Uh, yeah. LinkedIn isn't even a platform anymore. None of this will make sense. Yeah. Uh, I know what I'm like, but um, the, the, the funny thing was, and uh, I was posting something on whatever evening it was. And as I went to go post, I'd noticed that the, 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 the little logos for video and photo had changed slightly. And then underneath it, when I, when I clicked to, to post the video, it came up with a please make sure this is kind of like it professional and, and within guidelines and, and that sort of thing. The first thing that came to my mind was how long is Chris Williams going to last with like that? Is this like he was the first person that that yeah. came to my mind because the, 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 a lot of the posts that he'd been doing recently uh, or, or before that was talking about people's like his email signature had said like we get shit done and, so, and, and people were you know offended or, or, or lost business through it and things like that. And as a result, he posted about it, caused a lot of debate, all the rest of it. And I seen that as I went to go post. And I, he was the first person that came to mind. And I was so close to posting something about it. And I didn't bother because I just thought, oh, who, you know, I just thought who would, who would, who would be interested in that? Why, why bother? And the next morning, the first thing that I saw on LinkedIn was that he'd been, that he'd been banned. And I thought, I really wish I did post that now. Cause, uh, but yeah, so I, I think it was basically a case of uh, either or a combination of, LinkedIn picking up keywords and um, or someone reporting him basically. Yeah. So I think it's kind of weird with uh, the, the Chris Williams thing, because obviously I know that he's a huge uh, contributor to, uh, to LinkedIn. So I feel like they would want to kind of protect that and save that. But someone comes to mind straight away with that is Dan Kelso. I don't know if you know him. Um, Dan, I love Dan's uh, content. Yeah, yeah. So he, he fits into that bracket. Now I would never, Exactly. Like his, his message is exactly like, if you don't like it, just don't pay attention to it. And it's not for you. Yeah, don't follow yeah. it. Don't want to I think he uses you. a slightly stronger word than that, but yeah. He does. <laughs> and I'm, you know, I'm not, that's fine. I'm not going to like show that up, but uh, that's, that's really strange that people can get to that level. Cause the thing is, I think his stuff is great and he, he's carved out that space for himself and that's, that's just how he operates. And I think yeah. that's exactly the message. If you like it, great we can do stuff with you if you don't and you're offended then we don't want to work with you that's yeah. you know it's no different to having something else and i don't know it's just that's a difficult one really isn't it because people should be allowed i feel like people should be allowed to do that if they're not causing harm or yeah whatever yeah sure it's a, it's a debatable one but 
for just because people don't like it, I don't think you should get banned or kicked off a platform just because people have taken offense to something which isn't, you know, directed at you know, a group or an individual. 100%. 100%. I think, um, I'm sure it was Mark Gaysford. He'd already done a video on it. And then this morning, I think I've seen him uh, posting about it. And he made the point that if, if anything like that is going to happen and those are the rules and then we all have to play by them, then surely enough, it should be the content itself that gets taken down. Yeah. Or the three strike warning, something like that, as opposed to the, yeah. the, the profile just being taken down. Yeah. Um, but it seems as if he hasn't created a new one because he popped straight up back up on my feed. So his account has just been given back by the looks of it. Um, right. And he's back on. So whether he plays it safe or whether he um, goes back to, to doing what he was doing, I'm not too sure. It'll be an interesting yeah, we'll one to see. But I, I, was a bit, I was a bit gutted when I, when I saw that that had happened because mm. I really enjoy his content. Dan, Dan Kelsall, love uh, his content and, uh, and all the other ones that are a little bit um, risky with, with that sort of thing as well. I think. Uh, yeah, I don't know. No. I think uh, hopefully the, those rules aren't, aren't too stringent moving forward or too, um, no. it's a, bit, a bit of a knee-jerk reaction, I think, to, to totally remove his account. Yeah, definitely. And Joe, as well, this, this podcast for you is going to become a, a who's who of LinkedIn because the amount yeah. of name drops out there <laughs> absolutely I obscene. wish I knew them all. I wish <laughs> I knew them all. It would be even better if I said that. Yeah, I mean, I feel, like, I feel like I know them. Like, I follow their stuff and I like it. And I message them going, oh, I love your stuff. It's so good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know them. You know, I, I wouldn't. I don't have never met them, but um, yeah. yeah, there's. I think it's probably a good way of finding out new people to follow and, and um, just listen to their podcast because there's going to be loads of people that get Definitely. name drops. Doesn't all, follow these people. You need all to. over the place. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, Jack, I, I feel like um, I feel like I'll have hit a peak uh, with Jack Gaysford uh, podcast. Yeah. What once once his goes out, um, I don't know. We'll I have to see. We'll have to see who else uh, we can get. But I love Jack. So he's by by far. Uh, I think my favorite creator on there just for, for one, for how much he manages to put out is just absolutely insane. Yeah. Um, and in many videos and in many podcasts, this one and more to come. Um, yeah. I will. Well, um, on that, something we talked about quickly um, the other week was that how many people there are, but how different everyone is. Yeah. Like doing similar stuff, you know, podcasts, videos, and just how wildly different everyone's personality is, their mm-hmm. message, their tone it's kind of crazy that you can have that much variability in like same platform, same formats. Um, and I think that's why it's so interesting. You can follow so many people and not really be bombarded by the same stuff. Um, I I don't really have anything more to say on it than that. No, no, no. I I, I agree. I agree with you. Just chucked in their their names in the hat there. Like they're all so, so different. They all do such different stuff, but, um, they all absolutely smash it and they're all, exceptional people on the platform but yeah they all have very much have carved out their own their own niche their own space yeah absolutely i think that's actually one of the things that i love uh, about linkedin so much is that you've got so many like you've said there so many different people so many different you know themes so many different uh, tones of voice and all the rest of it all within one very you know big mm. umbrella of, of, of business basically whereas you know the likes of facebook i mean my instagram is made up of, of so many different things, which is from like the F1 to drums, to, you know, music, to, to marketing, get like Gary V obviously on there, um, all those sort of different stuff. And it's a very, very big uh, variety, which is obviously a good thing on, on all the sort. You follow who you want, obviously. But the thing that I love about LinkedIn is that it is so specific to business, but there is so much variety under that. And so I feel Absolutely. as if I've, I've definitely spent in the past year so much more time on linkedin than probably any other any other social platform to to, to like consume in terms of yeah. consuming content it's um it's pretty insane um yeah. but, but it's uh, some, 
better than it used to be, isn't it? It's so much more yeah, engaging. So that's the that's the thing, definitely. I think the, the move that they made to make it a social platform was just yeah, an absolute uh, an absolute winner. Um yeah, but sure. with that then, with that, here's the, the big one, the final question. Uh, if it can even be answered, I don't know. You might you might have one, you might not, but favorite piece of content ever. A video, a, a, a blog post, a rant, whatever it might be. That that's that sticks that in your mind. Absolute bombshell. People that answer this question <laughs> are like Oh unicorn. no one's a, no one's ever answered it before. This quick fire no, round changes every yeah, and, 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 well, I don't even think the last one had a quick fire round. Or it did, no, but it so, was about okay, it was so, about video stuff. But anyway, favorite piece of content. To, not to um again like bottle it. I'm gonna give you two answers to this. Go so on. one of them I'm gonna I'm gonna say from my own perspective, my own stuff. Um, I posted a bloopers video after I made like my first video, like my first yeah. contribution blog. Uh, that is like it, it performed like relatively well, but I just I just really enjoyed putting it together. And yeah. the response when I speak to people and they say, "Oh, that bloopers video did was really really funny." Genuinely, that feels great when people say that because it was just me being terrible in front of a camera. But I thought actually this is like pretty funny, and yeah. I just really enjoyed making it. And you know, people still say. That, that was still good so that's something that i'm like kind of building up a big bank of bloopers so i can use that um and i kind of i guess i kind of already said this in my favorite credits but like i don't know necessarily which video it was but just the the knowlton the knowlton video where lloyd is wearing a beret like genuinely i like laughed out loud at <laughs> I just think I know how funny it yeah. was yeah and okay fine i don't know if i can say it's like my favorite piece like ever ever but it was so good like it was just so unexpected so timely just so funny that for me that just sticks in my mind of like yeah. what comedy humor and content should be because so i think it's very hard to be funny right it's very hard to write comedy it's very hard to you know be funny on camera but i just think those guys nailed it and yeah just that that image for me just really it stuck with me for a long time and it's always really hilarious so um i'll, I'll put that back in there um lloyd in a in a beret is just yeah <laughs> Love it. Well, there we are. Another shout out to those guys. I absolutely love their content. Um, one of one of many, as we've said, awesome creators on uh, the platform and why uh, we love LinkedIn. Eh? What a treat. Yeah, well, mate, thanking you very much uh, for your time. You'll be glad to know that that was the last question. That wraps it up and you're free to go awesome. do whatever your afternoon, Friday afternoons are, are uh, yeah. made for. Uh, not chatting on to me. Um, <laughs> no, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> we'll it's, do something it's, a bit more exciting it's... now. <laughs> no, it's good because it's nice to actually talk to someone else that like knows about it and you know cares about I would, the same. I would not go that far. I would not go that far. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I've, enjoys I've it. it. Yes, knows about it. Not too sure. It's been yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Legend, mate. I appreciate it very much. Well, we're going to do a little bit of a fake goodbye because um, yeah, uh, I'll then uh, I'll give you a shout um, after this to sort out the uh, the footage. But yes, everybody or my one listener, I should say, thank you very much for watching. Go uh, check out Tom's content. Uh, on LinkedIn. Oh, there's a question. Sorry to round it off. Where can people find you? You've already said you're not on anywhere else but LinkedIn. Yeah. So I guess that's the LinkedIn. answer. <laughs> yeah. LinkedIn. Go on there. Watch some videos. Like some stuff. Send Have me a, a DM. Are good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Love it. Well, there we are then. Uh, absolute legend, mate. Appreciate your time. Thanking you, everybody, uh, for watching. Hope you enjoyed it. Like, comment, share, subscribe. All that good stuff that YouTubers say. And uh, I shall see you uh, in the next one.